When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Good evening, Bucks fans. We are back. It is a Monday, so that means it's Real Bucks Talk live here with you guys, presented by Bucks Report. I'm Michael Plus. Joined, as always, Mark Ramirez. And Mark, how are we doing on this great Monday? That game on Saturday wasn't the best, obviously, but thank God it's preseason. Yeah, these don't really count. Uh, even my daughter was like, oh, they lost? <laughs> like, well, at the end of the day, it's just like tune-ups. They're just kind of seeing what they got. I mean, the starters didn't even play. All majority of the starters in play, but right. either way, it's this is more for the second, third string guys. It still is upsetting to see a Buccaneer loss and seeing guys like you want to succeed, like Kyle Trask do well or Jalen Darden do well. It's just like, then again, you gotta think how much of like the actual guys are starting are they playing with? How many guys are actually going to be on the roster are they playing with? So it's Give and take, it's kind of hard to get that mad at it. It's just seeing progress. And one guy you saw with huge progress with Joe Tryon, Shoinka. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to pronounce that correctly now. But we'll talk about him later. But overall, I mean, a bloodbath either way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I sum it up to, you know, preseason football. Again, you, you can't um, put too much into it. You just got to you gotta roll with it. And, you know, the main thing is we got healthy. You know, yeah. we're still healthy out of the game. So that's the biggest thing I look at. Uh, but yeah, you look at, you know, Joe Tryon, Shoyinka. I mean, he was, he was on fire in that, in that two minute drill, you know, showing all the pass rush moves, uh, guys, be sure to check out our video of him. We put up, uh, last night and it's, um, up on our YouTube channel, just breaking down his highlights and yeah, he was, uh, he's growing, man. He's growing like a lot of, a lot of feedback saying he should have been a higher pick. Yeah. Obviously it looks like that, but, um, Still got, you know, still got to wait and see how he's going to produce in the regular season. Yeah. Again, it's a different uh, stage that everyone's going to be progressing to. So, yeah, they were that he was the bright, he was the bright spot, obviously. Um, and the rest of the guys, I mean, there was some good effort. Grant Stewart, I thought, you know, played decent. He played better. Uh, offensive line, for the most part, was was okay. But now you look forward to this Saturday, and you know, obviously, the all the main guys are going to get a lot of playing time and. Hopefully we can stay healthy for that one and, and get some good, you know, reps and get some good sync going. Yeah, they're saying like about a half, correct? Yeah, it looks like it's gonna be a half. So yeah, I mean, that's next week. I mean, and MD Peel Peel, yeah, we're not going to the 
Houston. We're not going to that preseason game. Yeah. Uh, X underscore one K meant like all the home games because we have season tickets this year. So we're going to be going to pretty much every home game. Yeah. But I mean, looking at this game is just unfolded. I mean, I, I thought Gabbert would move the ball at least a little bit. Uh, there wasn't really much of anything on let's talk like I guess the offense. Like any guys that kind of popped off to you. I mean, Kyle Trask had the one beautiful pass that was a so-called interception for a touchdown. Not that it was timing and everything. Yeah. And then then quicksand just started happening. I saw you talking about that on Twitter, but offensively, I didn't truly see anyone really pop off. I mean, you have OJ Howard with his drops, you had mm-hmm. uh just inconsistencies all around. I mean, you what would you say is a bright spot on offense? Yeah, there wasn't many. I mean, they only had, I think, five first downs like going into the fourth quarter, if I'm not mistaken. So it, it wasn't good at all. Um, the defense was was out there way too long. Uh, you know, bright spots, I, I thought Tyler Johnson played a, a decent game. Uh, there were some inconsistencies with his blocking ability, but I thought for the most part he got open. He made plays when he was throwing the football. Um, yeah, obviously we like to see OJ Howard, you know, come down with those catches, uh, you know, Blaine, I, I thought played okay. He showed some wheels on his scramble. Uh, you know, made, I like he's a proven, he made, he made some good decisions. So just, uh, yeah, better consistency is, is needed. You know, Griffin, I, again, thought struggled a little bit. He was a little bit, bad, but he, he struggled in the, uh, in the game. Right, this is the second week in a row. He struggled. It's kind of, yeah. I mean, he's just giving the the ball away to Kyle Trask pretty much. And it's not even saying much. Kyle Trask isn't really doing well. It's just the high pick he was. It was writing on the wall when he got picked. But, I mean, either way, just looking at the numbers, let's just look at it that way. Like, this is bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, let's see if I can even bring it up. Here we go. Boom. So, Trask, 13-26, yards, two, te- two interceptions. Bad. I mean, the first one – wasn't sh- shouldn't have been an interception. We'll talk about that more later. And second one, mm-hmm. I guess he was trying to throw a back shoulder or just when the, sh- the defender wasn't looking, hits a helmet, pops in the air, interception. But overall, I mean, look at this. That's just bad. <laughs> so we kind of want to see what Tom Brady and the offense, first team offense looks like because there really hasn't been any of that. I mean, OJ Howard not catching. We already touched on that. So other than Tanner Hudson doing what he does in the preseason, there wasn't really much bright spot at all. And I'm, I'm, I'm not beating a dead horse. It just, that's what it was. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It was just, it was just a struggle and a lot of the offense just didn't click. Um, there was a lot of like, you know, third and long situations. They were trying to run the ball early on, you know, first and second down. They didn't get any yards that way. Um, so yeah, it was just very uh, tough night for the offense. Again, defensively, I thought they did a lot of good things, uh, especially early um, run defense. I thought was much better um, until like the second half, but they got tired. Um, yep. but you know, Pat O'Connor, uh, Khalil Davis, yeah, let's uh, defense because that was a hell of a bright spot, even though his score was 34 to three. Yeah, um, they actually got some sacks in this game. I think they ended up with uh, three sacks on the night, so you know, it was, it was definitely a better positive on the defensive side. Offense, it was just, yeah, Tanner Hudson, and that was pretty much it, you know, six receptions, 74 yards. But defense, I thought, you know, showed some good things individually. Okay, so let's think about this defensively. They had three sacks, like you mentioned, and ten tackles for loss. It's insane. I mean, yeah. just looking at the numbers, that that's you would think we would have won by landslide. <laughs> but again, preseason 
guys aren't playing consistently. And you mentioned Grant Stewart. And looking at the numbers again, he had six tackles, three tackles for loss, one sack. Dude is balling. And these are these are two names you're going to see a lot. These are guys fighting for bottom of the roster. Javon Hagen and Antonio Hamilton. Mm-hmm. I mean, he got his name mentioned by uh, Mike Edwards today. Uh, Javon Hagen's just been popping the past two games. So those are two guys are clawing, trying to break this roster. So yeah, good that they have two consecutive really good games. What do you think of those two guys? Yeah, I thought, you know, both of those guys have been playing well. Uh, and it's they're in a battle, you know, whether they're going to keep Javon, Javon Hagen as a fourth safety or they're going to keep Hamilton as the fifth corner. So th- those spots are up for grabs for sure. Um, you know, D Delaney is another guy that's kind of stood out and, you know, made good special teams plays. Uh, Chris Cooper uh, had a better game this week. So he kind of, he was on the radar of Bruce Arians. So. Definitely a battle. That one's going to be decided uh, this weekend. Um, really, all the, all the most of the roster spots are decided. But you know, you're looking at the 16 uh, practice squad spots, and then you know, three to four roster spots at the back end. To me, I mean, I mean, everyone wants to talk Pat O'Connor Tryon, but um, yeah, like those are going to be the special team spots. Like Antonio Hamilton or Javon Hagen, can they be special teams aces, gunners? Somewhere there, Grant Stewart. His first game wasn't good. This second game was a big jump. So, can he ride that momentum into that third game? Let's see. Uh, and that's that's going to be tough either way for all those guys. Uh, over here, MD Peel said it's going to be a tough roster cut. It's going to be, but this is this is a good thing. I mean, the fact yeah. that they're loaded everywhere. Someone else is going to get a good guy we cut. Like even Nate Brooks, we cut today. Today or yesterday. Yeah, we, we I, let him go yesterday. Um, he's he's just, pretty good to me, considering. Yeah, I thought he played okay. Um, you know, obviously the big name was Quentin Bell, who was on the roster uh, last season, um, and they made a couple other cuts. Uh, they just signed uh, another offensive tackle today. Uh, so, I mean, we'll just see how it's going to play out. Really, the offensive line, I think, is set. Uh, when you look at, you know, the main starters and then you look at your backups and Aaron Stinney, Robert Hainsey, Nick Leverett, Josh Wells, that's pretty much your guys right there. Um, I mean, Hainsey's finally back. Yeah, Hainsey's going to play this week, so that'll be nice to, you know, see him and actually get a, a, a center in there that's really, you know, got all the center work beforehand and can play that position. So it, it'll be it'll be nice to see that. And so... I mean, that I didn't want to talk about offense. That's how bad the taste is in my mouth. So let's talk some more positive things. Joe Tryon, incredible, like second game, how much he learned, how much he was talking with JPP on the sideline and applying it on the field literally moments after was incredible to me. I mean, he was bringing everything. If you guys saw our film study on him, power, speed around the edge, going through you or going around you, it was just going to happen. His hand usage, his dip rips, his swim overs. He was using so much in one game. I think we, I even saw one spin move inside. It didn't work, but still he's trying things. Insane. I, at a moment, it almost seemed like how Shaq Barrett was in that preseason game two years ago. Like how it's just like, this is unfair. This guy's just winning every snap and this is a rookie doing it. It's kind of, it's kind of cool to see this. And I truly do hope he's like the steal of the draft. I mean, 32nd pick for a guy at 6'5", 262 and can move like he does. Is insane, just to be honest. What was your take on that? Yeah, most definitely. I mean, Joe was, you know, using all his uh, arsenal in this game, you know, especially in that that's two-minute drive. He was showing, you know, uh, bull rush, you know, 
push and pull, uh, a lot of different stuff, rips, dips, all, all the above, uh, and really putting it together well. So, yeah, I, I like where he's heading. Again, it's uh, it's a it's a process, and we're just going to see how he continues to develop. And obviously, when he gets in there with much better talent around him, uh, not you know discrediting the the second team defensive line because they are good. Uh, but when you get in got you know with guys like Shaq Barrett, you know JPP, Vita Vea, et cetera, you're gonna have great opportunities to win a lot. So it, it should be fun. Yeah, I mean, there's no eyes on you. you yeah, you're, you're the forgotten man, and not to mention Vita Vea, like the amount of manpower he did de- he demands. It's kind of hard to <laughs> double anyone on that defensive line. Right. And it's, it's and, some, go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna say it's it's impressive that he was doing this against another you know draft pick and and Dylan uh, Radens who was uh, high you know coming out in the process he was considered maybe a first round pick he drops to the second round and I mean it, it shows that Joe can win these one on ones and I think that's that's the most important like he can be consistent in winning these you know one on one matchups that he's gonna see a lot um, now granted he's gonna be going up against better offensive lineman as he gets into the regular season. That's for sure. Uh, but you got to like where his, his ceiling is heading towards. Um, it looks, it's, you know, sky's the limit right now. Because there's things you just can't teach like size, strength. I mean, you can build up strength, but size speed at that size is incredible. And the acceleration at that size is incredible. Yeah. And that's something where he can apply that in the games. It doesn't matter who's in front of him. If they think OJPP is more of a of a concern, they they leave Tryon for a second. Oops, there it is. It's a sack, and it's that capability, especially in like blitz packages, third down, like third and long. I can't imagine what Bulls is drawing up. But uh, plus, take that point. I got to go for two seconds. I'll be right back. All right. Yeah, Mark's got to take care of the uh, the baby. Uh, Braden is. He's stubborn, doesn't want to go to sleep. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, you're looking at this this young defensive line. I really like what you know Pat O'Connor has uh, brought to the table. So he he looked really good. I thought um, in the game, you know, just winning his matchups, really being physical, run stopper. Um, you know, Bud Cannibalis, what's up, man? Um, yeah, Kay Davis. I I thought Khalil played really well. Um, I thought he was doing a lot of good things where. He was winning at the point of attack. He was getting in the pass rush, you know, playing better against the run. Uh, so, yeah, he, he's he got a great chance to make uh, the defensive line group and be one of those key reserves behind, you know, Sue, Vea. Um, you look at Pat O'Connor, Nunez, Roches, McClendon. So he's going to be one of those guys, I think, in the mix for sure. Um, that's a good point. X, yeah. If Tryon played in 2020, yeah, he probably would have been a, a top 15 pick. Um, that's for sure. I mean, his potentials through the through the roof. Um, let me get some more of your questions in here. Let's see. Um, yeah, crypto. Yeah, the pinion field goal was. Uh, I mean, BA said it best. He's like he shit the bed, so it, it wasn't good. Uh, Earl Watford. Yeah, I, I like Watford. I, I think he can be, you know, serviceable. Again, he's played in this league. I don't know if he'll make the team. Uh, I think they like, you know, what they have in the reserves. And, you know, Aaron Stinney, you know, Nick Leverett, he can play anywhere. And then you have Hainsey, you can play center or guard. Uh, and then you have, 
Josh Wells, who can be that, you know, that swing tackle for you. So I, I think you look at those guys. I think those are probably your nine offensive linemen. If that's the number they go with, uh, the, the real interesting thing is going to be, you know, I think the back end of the defense, like how many linebackers are you going to keep? Um, you know, obviously you look at the, the four outside linebackers and Anthony Nelson, uh, JPP Shaq and Tryon, and then the inside linebackers, you got David and white and then Kevin mentor. So those are three. So that's seven. Are you going to keep, you know, KJ Britt? and Grant Stewart or, you know, how is that going to play out? Uh, and then the safeties, you know, what do we do with the, you know, the safety group and the, and the cornerbacks. So, uh, so Mark just texted me. He's not sure if he's going to make it back. Um, so I'll try to write it out solo as long as I can. Um, I'll try to answer, you know, whatever questions you got, you guys got. Um, let's see. <clears throat> The biggest problem is the number three tackle and development receivers. Yeah, I guess I guess you could say that. Yeah, you know the the backup offensive tackles are have been a struggle. You know, Brad Seaton, I don't I don't think it's very good. Uh, then you look at Josh Wells again, serviceable. Uh, and you look at the receivers again. Scotty Miller is kind of a one trick kind of guy right now. Uh, and Tyler Johnson, same thing. And then you look at um. You know, the rest of them, Jaden Mickens and, and Darden, I, I don't, you know, Darden, I think, has upside. I think he just needs to get, you know, more aware and, and develop. Uh, Mickens, I, I don't think, is a, a very good receiver. Um, let's see. Yeah, Bud, yeah. The special teams hasn't been good. Coverage-wise has been rough, you know, especially kickoffs. I think they are intentionally kicking it, you know, so the returner can take it out just to work on coverage because it is so bad. Um, so yeah, that, that will be, uh, something to look for. Hopefully we can just kick it out of bounce or kick it touchback every time. So, uh, let's see. There's a couple other things I wanted to touch on. Obviously, uh, the recap of the game. Oh, here comes Mark. He's coming back. But, uh, you know, just overall, again, there's a lot of takes on this preseason game. It, it seemed like, um, He's back. <laughs> so we we're just talking, you know, just answering some of the questions here. Um, but what I was going to say is like overall from this game, you know, you just, you got to just throw it in the, in the trash really. I mean, it's, it's preseason. You can't get too high or too low on it. Um, you know, a lot of people are watching uh, Jameis Winston tonight and, you know, he's, he's looking great, obviously. Yeah. I mean, he's throwing deep balls everywhere, throwing touchdowns and, you know, yeah, he's actually he's looking pretty good. But again, it, it's preseason, so we don't know what's going to happen in the regular season. It's not like he's a proven. So, what's funny is the Bucks went zero four in preseason, and then won the Super Bowl with John Gruden. So, yeah, <laughs> really matter? Does it truly really matter? No, I mean yeah. these games don't mean anything. How many snaps have you seen Tom Brady? None of our starters are doing anything. What it does tell you is, I guess our offensive line, second second offensive line, aren't that good. I mean. It's been like that for years now. So I think this is something we all know. I think I think Buck fans need to be open-eyed to that. It's been like that way. This is something we've been saying about our second line defensive line as well. Yeah. Guess what? They upgraded it in a big way. Just Joe Tryon, look how much of an effect he's made. 
And then not to mention Pat O'Connor has been here for a while, but he's, he's Mr. Preseason as well. Only gets better like almost every damn season and he's showing up. So he's making his name, someone that you can't forget. And you're not going to, you're going to not going to cut, even though he was cutting and put on this practice squad. So it's, it's more of a good thing for him moving forward. Yeah, definitely. I, you know, and just, you're, you're right about the overall depth, you know, the offensive line. I mean, there's always going to be some type of weakness on your roster and that's probably it as far as like the depth of the O-line once you get past the starters, you know, defensive line again, it can only be so strong, you know, as your your starting group, but to have a guy like, you know, Tryon and um, you know, Anthony Nelson and now uh Steve McClendon, Nunez Roches, etc., having those guys as backups, you know, and even Patrick O'Connor and Khalil Davis who are you know, rising to the occasion, you know, that's really nice. And, you know, what I was talking to, I was talking about earlier while you were gone, you know, the real battle is like the linebackers, the inside linebackers and the secondary, like the corners and the, the safeties who are going to be those last guys. So it'll be interesting to see how it all breaks down. Yeah. We touched on that last, the last uh, live stream was stank. I mean, it's like, there's so many secondary players i mean ross cockrell can play both positions safety and corner now so that makes him almost someone you can't get rid of that's something you need to be in this roster considering your first three are pretty much set four is going to say ross cockrell who's going to be that fifth right so you got to be someone they can't get rid of and that's on special teams so it's something we really kind of push on yeah Jameis, nine for 10 123 two touchdowns wow Jameis. Okay. Yeah. But uh yeah, like other than that, like that fifth corner spot. Yeah, and also Covina man over here saying how wide receiver depth or wide receiver um where is he at? Uh, yeah, he was talking about like just yeah, oh, development. It's it's just where are they gonna see the time? I mean, Scotty Miller isn't showing up in preseason because who's throwing him the ball? <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> It's bad. It is, but like Tom Brady's not out there. It is a big difference. It is big. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you obviously you got Tom Brady for a reason. You, he's going to be on the field. He's going to be, you know, the goat for a reason. He's the best. I'm balling. Best, yeah. Best to play the position. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, definitely, obviously if we lose Tom, that's, you know, that's a huge blow and changes our season. But again, you put, Blaine Gabbert with our playmakers. I, I think you still have a decent chance to compete in games. I don't know if you'll win as much, but you know, it's not terrible because you have the offensive talent of Mike Evans and all those other guys in there. Well, it's something we've I kind of touched on earlier, and we mentioned all offseason. The defense is literally, I think, going to take a huge step forward. Not just, I mean, look at the second team defense, what they were doing. I mean, Devin White, Levante David. JPP Shaq did not play this game at all. If he'd have had him see face and they still did very well and were causing havoc in the backfield. So imagine those guys coming in as a rotation. That's the scary part. And what's going to be awesome with Devin white flying in Levante with his awareness and just game experience telling people where to be. And now our secondary Antoine Winfield jr. Which I should have put the Jersey in the background. Stupid me. Uh, (laughs) Like his experience getting another year under his belt, listening to his dad, telling him where he messed up. I think he's going to take that step forward. And then just Carlton Davis, if he takes another step forward, what the hell else do they need? Really? 
on that defense. So I'm very excited for the defense. I don't think we we really need to score 40, even though it's going to be funny if we do, because we have the potential to. But this defense is something where last year they were getting crapped on. This year they're not even being talked about as how good they can be. It's just more, okay, Tom Brady and the offense again. They're not really still hyping the defense, which I think they're going to slowly have to this year. Yeah, for sure. I think it, you know, like you said, it's going to be a stronger unit. I think it's going to be just a, a better unit overall because it has the time and development that was needed this offseason to really get on everyone on the same page. Uh, so you you just have a better understanding of the defense and why it's being called. You know, Todd Bowles talked about it. You know, guys understand why this play call is being uh, selected. So I think that's going to help them out uh, quite a yeah. bit. That's something we touched on like a couple live streams ago. Mm-hmm. But this comment, I got to bring it up. It's just funny to me. Uh, John Carathers, I think it is. And I and can I say this? I don't want to see Winston do good <laughs> elsewhere. Hope he breaks his old record for most interceptions thrown in a season this year. That would be sweet. Yeah. I'm not that mean. I'm not. I, I hope well, he, he, he's on. He, He's on the Saints, so I mean, again, it's uh, you know, it's f f the Saints, you know, as 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 the loose cannons likes to say. I I say, I don't want anyone to do terrible. I mean, yes, he he has a bad taste, and we have a bad taste in our mouth because of him. Mm-hmm. Cause that was just shit for so many years, and like hope, 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 and crash. <laughs> so many years. I mean, will he ever figure it out? I don't know. Does. Sean Payton thinking he can do it. I hope he thinks he can. And then we just freaking take it over. Yeah. I mean, Sean Murphy bunting hinted at it at Luke's Cannon's uh, live streamed or their podcast. And it's, let's see. Let's see if he wins a job. I, I would truly love to see us face him twice in a year. Truly. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it should be interesting. I think he is the better quarterback on the roster. Uh, but again, it's, you know, you know, Sean Payton, he likes to get cute and fancy and, you know, try to devise things up. So I'm sure both of them will play uh, throughout the year. Uh, but yeah, Danny, what's up, Danny? You make a great point here. Yeah, I mean, Tom makes the whole team better. I mean, you, you saw it last year, the culture change. He just demands everybody's best performance. Uh, so that's why it's going to be critical that that happens this year because we're going to see everybody's best every week. So we're going to have to be on our toes at all times. Here's something I, I looked up the other day have y'all seen Brady's numbers like the jump he made from the Patriots to the Bucks have you seen this this is insane like let me just bring this up look what big daddy Brady did at 43 years old he went 11-5 but check the numbers out 4,600 yards 40 touchdowns 12 interceptions everyone thought first year in a BA's offense shit mm-hmm. look what he did 24 and 8 the year before, and he just rejuvenates his career. I think it was the second highest ever in his career. He had 50 that one insane season with Randy Moss, Wes Welker, where they went undefeated. Mm-hmm. Second on the list in Tom Brady's whole career, first year in Tampa. The man's he's old noodle arm, doesn't got anything left, but look what he did. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to kind of touch on that again. Just everyone's talking about Brady in the chat, but he is insane. Like it, the reality of how good he is came to fruition. And now imagine 17 games instead of 16. Like, yeah. I, uh. I mean, the biggest thing looking at those numbers, I mean, you know, no season with uh, 
you know, 14 interceptions or more like his, his highest, I think is 14 picks. So, yep. you know, nothing over that number is, is insane. And then, yeah, obviously, you know, at least over 20 touchdowns per year. And now with- and I think we just said never over 14 and he didn't do it in the first year of an offense where he didn't have an off season to learn, didn't have a preseason to learn, didn't really have a, a full capacity training camp. Uh, and, Oh, but 40, my second highest touchdowns ever and only 12 interceptions. And I'm learning on the go. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's impressive. It just shows like how much she, you know, he's on detail with the film study uh, and just understands his players. And now you should understand them even better this year with the work that they're able to get in. And, you know, now looking forward to Saturday, it's just, you know, hopefully we can see that consistency and, and some good rhythm to take into the season opener against the Dallas Cowboys. So, but, you know, overall, just looking at, you know, going back to the preseason game again, there were some good things. I thought mostly on defense, again, a lot of those guys I thought played better. Um, and there's, there's just good, there's good battles with. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, Danny. I know he, he's that damn good. <laughs> yeah. Torn MCL. I know it's, and now Brady's going to be rolling on the bootlegs and doing some different things, you know, outside the pocket. Play action. It could be very exciting. Um, so, yeah, I mean. Sorry to interrupt. You're you're talking about the positives in the preseason game. Oh, no, you're fine. Give Pat O'Connor his his whole, like, at least two minutes of raving. Go ahead. Take it yeah, away. Yeah, we did that while you were gone. But, yeah, Pat O'Connor was <laughs> <laughs> Pat O'Connor was uh, was very good. I, I just thought he he's always been pretty consistent when he's on the field. That's what I like about him. He's, he's just someone you can depend on. He's going to, you know. Uh, take blockers he's gonna make sure that he's in his gap he's not trying to do too much i think and that's what i like about him he just has to see the field and it's kind of yeah. hard that the roster that's in front of him yeah. I mean, it's something we're, we've been saying over and over he's a big special teams player i mean he makes his mark there obviously he got a i think he blocked a punt last year so i mean he, he's uh that's his niche right now but yeah when he's called upon i think he can do some things I think he'd do a lot of things, especially if his inside moves, the speed inside, yeah. pass rush situations. Give it to me. Uh, oh, here's a good question over here. Let's talk about the catch from TB12 to Rojo. Oh, okay. He's talking about the video of Bruce Aarons. I think he was mic'd up. I think that's what he's talking about on the wheel route. Yeah, that, that was nice. Elaborate more. I'm... I'm I think that's what he's talking about because I, I don't remember Rojo catching uh, a ball in the first preseason game. So pretty sure he's talking about the video that B.A. was mic'd up on and Tom Brady threw it down the sideline to Rojo. And he, he caught it perfectly. So, Well, that, that's something, I mean, just, yeah, in practice, but Campbell. Yeah. I mean, Rojo's still an RB1, right? Over Fournette? I, I think so. I think he's going to well, be the main. In the depth chart, in reality, in the depth chart, isn't it? Uh well right now they have Fournette as as the first guy but I think Rojo is going to get majority of the uh the carries but again it's a it's a combination it's going to be committee you know obviously I think Gio Bernard is going to be a huge impact on the offense you know just his ability to catch the ball so but it was funny how you know BA talked about it I don't know if we can bring that video up but BA talked about how uh you know that that wheel route to Rojo should be automatic. He's like, yeah, that's uh that's the money play right there. So. And 
Oh, Bruce Arians mic'd up. Well, I'm going to have to find it, but okay. while you're talking, I'm going to try and mute this so I don't butcher it for everyone else. Okay. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, to me, I mean, the Rojo-Ornette competition, <sighs> this is something we've been going back and forth on. There's there's believers on both sides. I mean, Rojo, easily best runner on the team. Fournette, better hands, better blocker. Who's B.A. trust more is pretty much what it's going to see be like. And if you can block for Brady, obviously he's going to put more faith in you. So, yeah. What's your take on that? Yeah, that's a big thing. And actually, um, B.A. talks about it uh, in, in that video. He's like, you know, just stay in there and, you know, take take the hit, Rojo. I think that's what he's talking about. And, you know, make sure you just go up and destroy him <laughs> pretty much. But, I mean. I'm assuming this is it. It's Bruce Arians mic'd up at training camp. I don't, yeah. I don't know. When yeah, he, that's that's it. I don't know when this actually happens, but I guess if you want to just pull it up and let's listen together, let's do it. Okay. Where the ball, bro? Where the ball, bro? Hey, bro, just get your ass kicked with dignity, baby. <laughs> Stick him right there. That's it. You come backwards, we're good. That's it. Well, here he was talking Amazing about how much left in that arm. Oh, there we go. Out of way, row. Grab row. That's the highest potential football field. You're out the road, Joe? Yeah. It's a gimme. That's a gimme. Piece of cake. Row town. Piece of cake, baby. Let's go 45. Yeah, he cracks me the hell up. Piece of cake, baby. Piece of cake. But yeah, we'll rate, we'll route to row. There's no one thinks he's going to catch the damn ball. That's pretty much what want. <laughs> I, I think that's where he's going with it, but uh, it just it just shows you know BA's confidence in Rojo, and and as he should be, I, I think he's the most talented player they have as far as the running back room, and uh, you know you just can't teach his skill set. Now it's just about bringing along the other other stuff, and uh, you know hopefully that comes together this year. I mean, we all keep hoping. I mean, yeah. we're hoping the same with Jameis. I don't know. I, I just I don't know. I'm gonna put faith in what I've seen over time. Maybe you can make changes. Doug Martin, he made changes quickly. I mean, I remember his first year he was terrible, and then second year he just got astronomically better. That's a good transition. Let's see what happens. I, I don't this is year what four for Rojo? Yeah. Year one was a wash. Okay, I get you guys that get mad about that. I was mad about that too. Let's see. It's really only his Third true year. We'll see. Well, I mean, I, I'm pulling for him. No doubt. I, I want to score 40. Hell, I want to score 50 a game. And if Rojo catches, catches the ball, that's what's going to happen. He's, he's playing football, as B.A. said. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but, I mean, that's that's football. You got you to execute. I mean, if the ball's there, hits your hands, catch it. Yeah, speaking of catching the football, uh, just yeah. thoughts on O.J. Howard. It, it just seems like... You know, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt because I, I feel like he is, you know, shaking off rust as uh, Bruce Arians said. But yeah, it definitely has to be better. He's got to be, he's got to come up with those catches, especially when he is, you know, covered and it's tight coverage. He's he's got to find a way to make the play on the ball, um, especially if it hits your hands. Um, the first one I thought was a little bit more difficult. The second one he should have had for sure. It just went right through his hands. Um, so yeah, he's got to be better. He's got to be better in, in his blocking and. It's a big year for him. 
but you know, the good news is he doesn't have to rush back. Um, you know, I think they're going to lean on Cameron Brait and Gronk uh, early, you know, to start the year. Yeah, before I mention about OJ, guys in the chat, if you could, please help us out. Give us a thumbs up on the on the video. I mean, I, mean, I went out and found the Rojo clip in T-minus like 10 seconds for you guys. You mention it, I bring it up. Hey, this is the fun part of this live stream. It's you guys bringing the content, and we're pushing it right back to you. So other than that, OJ, I'm not mad at him because, again, it's preseason. He's trying to get his legs underneath him. If he's worried about getting confidence in his legs and catching the ball at the same time, I, okay, that's where we're, we're practicing here. And then who threw to him? I know they're all catchable balls, but yeah, hey, give him some some credit. He he he's shown over time he can catch the ball. He doesn't have that many drops like that. I know. Just give him some time. Just give him yeah. some time. If you you're coming back from an Achilles tear like that. He's more worried about his legs and his hands right now, and his hands will come back with time. I mean, he's proven it over time. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Bud Campbell. Thank you. Yep, I agree. And yeah, what you said, I think it's just gonna it's gonna be a slow process, um, and just gotta wait and just let him get more reps. I think he'll get better with time, like you said, and it should be good. And once he is right, it's gonna be fun to watch this offense because him, Gronk, and and Bray, obviously a, a deadly trio that can attack defenses in so many ways, uh, whether it's running the football or, you know, passing the football over the middle of the field. So yeah, it, it's uh, no time to panic right now as social media was definitely in full panic mode. When I put those tweets out, I mean, the responses yeah. were so that was, outrageous. That was the most hearted or liked whatever the hell tweet I've seen in a while. I'm like, geez, <laughs> that many people hate them. I don't know if it's hate, but yeah, a lot of people were just like, oh, let's trade them, release them now. Yeah, there's there's just a lot of nonsense uh, going through social media. But that was like whole all of Saturday because I think a lot of people were just upset with the uh, result of the game and uh, a lot of emotions were flying. But again, I was trying to calm them down. I was like, it's preseason. Main thing is these guys came out healthy. That's That's the biggest thing. And, you know, if the starters come out, you know, this Saturday and they look like dog trash, then maybe I'll show some concern. But, you know, I, I think we're going to see a really good performance in that first half uh, against Houston. I mean, I'm still not upset, even if they look like dog trash. <laughs> right. I mean, it's still, I mean, it's a great, great unit on both sides of the ball. And so. who's, who's game planning for anything? They're just right. running little offenses. They're just yeah. saying, go out there, run a play, get your legs underneath you, catch a ball. Yeah. Can't catch it? Okay, well. Don't hurt yourself. Wait till week one. Right. That's the biggest thing you just said. Don't hurt yourself. So yeah, it's all about adjusting at game speed. That's all they're looking for. So yeah. these guys just, you know, just playing fast and, you know, if they can't execute, then that's okay. We'll work on it. Yeah. I mean, just don't worry. Don't, don't overblow it guys. Uh, something I'm just seeing on NFL or the Buccaneers.com was that Devin white was revealed as the 28th overall player in the NFL top 100. Have you seen how many Buccaneer players made it in that top order? I couldn't yeah. believe some Werfs made it. <laughs> yeah, it's quite a few, and I'm not sure if um, I'm not sure if Indomitian Sue's on that list. I thought he should have been in there, but I don't think he made the cut, um, which is unfortunate. But the guys who did make it, they're all you know all deserving. I think you look at um, Shaq Barrett, Tristan Werfs, JPP, Mike Evans, Levante David, Chris Godwin. Those guys made it. Obviously, Devin White now. 
who, who's well-deserving. Um, he's going to be a top 20 player the rest of the way, I, I feel like, you know, especially the, the coverage skills have greatly improved, I think. So, yeah, he's going to have a great year. And obviously, I think Tom Brady is going to be in the top five once they reveal the uh, – the I think they have him at 14, I think. Tom he's, Brady? I think so. No, he, he made the top 10, I believe. He's in the top 10, so. Well, right here, 10 Bay Buccaneers, QB, Tom Brady, number 14. Oh, okay, I guess he didn't make it. Oh, I don't know. I thought he I thought he was in the top 10 list. So. Oh, I guess last year he's number 14. There yeah, last year. Yeah. So, so, yeah, top 10 overall. And it's, yeah. yeah, he's in good company. I'll give him that. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. <laughs> I did something correct. Okay. Give respect. Josh Allen's up there, too. I'm not uh, even on that subject. Uh, the, Bill, the Bills quarterback? Yeah. I mean, he got paid like a top 10 player, that's for sure. Uh, he he was good last year. I mean, you look at the numbers, I thought, you know, he was pretty good. Yeah, well, yeah. But, again, okay. it's all about the playoff. Playoff wins, that's where. I'm, I'll leave it be. Yeah. But, <laughs> but uh, I guess, let's see. So, other topics to talk about. Because someone said Tanner Hudson better than OJ. I, no, <laughs> Tanner. The, the, and the problem with Tanner, he's he's going to have to show out on special teams. Like he's battling with uh, Cody Melkoroy if if they're going to keep four tight ends. That is, so that's an interesting battle because those two guys are going to really have to show out on special teams and blocking. That's been their biggest area of weakness. You know, being able to block and and do what the tight ends are are asked to do. You know, everyone can catch the ball. It's it's about you know, doing other things that make you valuable uh, to this roster. And B has been talking, talking down on him about how he doesn't block at all. So <laughs> I got to give him credit though. He played with a, a sprained wrist, which was, uh, you know, showing good toughness. So give him credit there. He's trying to make a roster. So you're going to yeah. have to play with everything you got. Right. Uh, I mean, so this last game, what are you looking for? I mean, besides the starters. Yeah, really. Um, it'll, it'll be interesting just to see how how the formations break out. Um, I want to see something from the running game. You know, I'm hoping we can get something going there. Uh, you know, in the second half, really, it's going to be. I'm hoping they put Caltras with some of these guys and, and let him play, uh, and get some rhythm early. Like they got to put him in better situations. He's been in way too many third and tens, um, to convert and, and move the football. So. I would just like to see him get a better opportunity with the, you know, second offensive line and some, you know, receivers that can get some separation and, and make some plays for him. I'm surprised no one asked about Kyle Trask. I mean, so, I mean, with his game Saturday, mm-hmm. two interceptions, 135 yards, did not look good. There was some decisions that were good, some that were a little bit off accuracy, I guess you would say, but, is it truly just the competition he's playing with the guys that he has in front of him? Like, what do you think is the true reason behind these two, two in a row bad games? Yeah, I think it's a, it's a mix. Like it's, it's a mix of guys. He's just not comfortable with yet. Like as far as game speed, also he's adjusting to the speed of the game. Um, So it's that it's, uh, the situations that he's been in, like it's just a lot of third and long situations, and some of that's his fault. Some of it's you know just a lack of running game and 
So it, it's a pretty much a combination of everything. And then I put like, you know, the second half, like the late, late part of the game last week, uh, it was the scoreboard. Like he was just trying to force, he was trying to make some plays. You could see it. Like he was trying to force some things there at the end. I mean, from what I saw, he didn't really force that much though, considering he had two interceptions and one should have been, shouldn't have been one. Right. And the other one, yeah, he hit, hit a helmet. He hit something. Or she was going to make a play for it, but there was still some plays where he got sacked and he probably could have let it loose. Jameis would have let it loose. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Um, I, I just think like the, the play that should have not have been a fumble and returned back for a touchdown, like that just. Well, that was an interception, not just a fumble, an interception. Well, interception. Yeah. I mean, it just, um, yeah, it just made it. Everything from there went to worse, like after that play, because he put a perfect pass to Tanner Hudson yeah. to start off his drive. And then I, after that, I thought everything just kind of went downhill. He made he made some nice, you know, conversions. Again, he had a nice third and long conversion to uh, Tanner Hudson. So there were some good decisions. I like, you know, there were some good accurate, like, throwaways um, that he had. But, again, it was just rough. It, it was rough after that moment. And so – that's something where some people who analyze quarterbacks would say it's a bad throwaway. He's because they're not giving the, the wide receiver an option to catch the ball. I, I think he just knows, okay, the guy's not going to be able to get there, but I'm going to throw it close to him. So it's not like a intentional grounding, but it's, it's at least a little bit close. Maybe he can make it a little bit better, but if it's, if it's that high risk of a throw, why, why force it? Because like yeah, some of them the deep balls are like oh that looked like a duck. Some people were saying he didn't have the arm to get it there. There was one I did say that it was like a comeback, and the guy jumped right in front of it. I was like oh shit. <laughs> yeah. I was scared of that one, but there was another deep one where he it looked like he was just throwing away, and people thought it was just a, a duck of a, of a ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know the one you're talking about. The comeback that that ball hanged up there a little too long, um, and obviously allowed the corner to to make a play, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, it's um, it's going to be a process with Cal Trask. You know, I, I got into a little con- a discussion with a, you know, comment on YouTube about, like, a lot of people are like, no, he's gonna, it's just going to be gone after three years. I'm like, we don't know what's going to happen in three years. Like, we have to wait and see. Um, again, there's a lot of things that can happen in between that time. So, but, you know, Kyle is, uh, he's in a great situation. Like, yeah. You can't put him in a better situation than he is now. And the dude has tools. I think he's got everything you need uh, to work with. Now it's just about, you know, strengthening those assets and really learning the speed of the game. I think that's where he's got to, you know, just make that adjustment. Yeah. If, if we're in the situation the pack uh, Patriots are right now. Yeah. Then be concerned. Holy shit. This guy looks bad. The thing is Mac, Mac Jones is playing with literally starting caliber players. Kyle Trask hasn't seen anyone that's starting, let alone someone who may see the field. Scotty Miller's not there when he's there. Right. But like there's no one there for him for him to actually get timing with. And that's probably going to be in the roster, let's be honest. So I feel bad for him in some sense, but this is a learning curve. He's he's getting used to the game speed, like you mentioned. Um, like you said, I hope he can get some time with some better players, but this isn't his time. The next three years aren't his time. So why even rush anything? Let him learn the playbook. Let him see what it's supposed to look like so that when he does come in, it's him telling people what to do, not 
hoping the receiver runs it. It's like, no, you do this because I, I know what's, what's supposed to be done after three years of being in this. Right. Hopefully that's the case. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think, again, if he ends up becoming, and this is high praise, but, you know, a Carson Palmer type of quarterback, I think you'd be very happy with that. Uh, so, again, yeah, he just needs time. Uh, I'm not going to overanalyze his game right now. Uh, you know, if he was throwing left and right interceptions because they were, you know, poor choices, then maybe. But, again, I think for the most part he's making – uh, the right decision with what he's got to work with. I like this comment. MD Peel Peel Trask has seasons to improve. If he had to get thrown in with the number ones due to injury, I think he would be, he would do okay. I, I don't know if he would do okay. <laughs> I, I would hope he would do okay. There's still times where, I mean, that even the first game, he holds on to the ball a little too long, stares down his guy, stares down his receiver a little too long. Right. There's things he's going to have to fix. I do like that he's going through a lot of reads. That's really good. Um, but he still has a lot a lot to, to learn. I mean, he, he didn't ever start immediately. Don't mess it up. Every time he waits in, in the, the background, he comes into, into the light, he does very, very well. So let's do the same process in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of people in the chat talking about the play calling. Uh, again, it, it's preseason. I don't know how much you can – you know, look at that for next Saturday. Uh, again, it'll be it'll be interesting to see see what takes place. But I think the main thing you just want to see some, you know, uh, good drives, some consistency. Hopefully, score some points. But yeah, I wouldn't put too much into the play calling. They're not going to reveal anything right now. Once the Cowboys come, you know, it's it's open season. I want to touch on Danny Danello's comment because this is something he's brought up over the off season. Something we've talked about. And it is a pressing thing. Yeah. So Danny said, Bucks fans seem to forget how bad the offensive play calling was the first 12 games of the season, calling it the Super Bowl high. So he has valid argument here. I mean, literally it was the forceful push of BA system, Leftwich saying there's no need for play action. It's not our offense. BA, or not BA, um, Leftwich kind of hinted at, oh, we're not going to run motions we're not going to do play actions or stuff in a press conference we all think it's sarcasm because obviously it worked this last last the end of the season so rinse and repeat obviously if it's working i think either way tom brady's fingers are all over this playbook it's not going to go back to reverting to what was bad brady knows what he's good at clyde christensen byron leftwich BA know what Tom Brady's good at in this offense. I think they're going to continue with the stuff that worked. They're not going to pigeonhole him to, to literally just only do BA's true BA offense. Right. No, I agree. And this is a good point by uh, Peel Peel. I mean, just Tom didn't know the offense all the way, you know, at that point. So as weeks went on, he got more comfortable. Again, the play, the, the play calling got better because they started using more max protection, play action, motion. You know, all those things where it's more balanced and that was uh, definitely helping uh, Tom and, and everybody to to be more consistent. And it showed as they scored, I think, 30 points the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what they were averaging. So, yeah, I, I'm not too concerned. Again, just just got to let it play out. I, I think the talent is going to take over. I mean, that's that's first and foremost. I mean, the talent is there. They know how to identify the matchups, and I think Tom's comfortable with everybody. 
So I think that's going to be the, the biggest thing. Yeah, I mean, especially the only thing I would worry about is the cockiness, the the entitlement of, right. oh, I'm a Super Bowl champ. Don't want to get too cute. Right. I I don't think we have guys like that in this roster, especially with Tom Brady yelling at you guys on offense. And then Devin White, Levante, those passionate type of dudes forcefully enforcing their will and in Dominican Sue, like they have a guy in almost every room that are hungry and forcefully pushing to be better and to be great. So I don't, I don't think we have that type. We never know. I mean, once, once the season starts, let's see. Yeah. I mean, again, it, it's a week to week league. I always say it. Uh, the roster is always fluid. So, you know, you just, you just never know. And you look at this NFC South, uh, it, it's a very competitive division. It's a division that, is going to be a battle throughout the whole season. I think the Saints are better than what people think. Carolina, I think, defensively, they're they're very strong. Uh, Atlanta, again, they have a high-powered offense. So it's going to be a lot of a lot of good things from this division, and it's going to be a lot of good tests. And you know, obviously, the the other teams that we face, the AFC East, which I feel like those teams are going to be uh, tough tests, uh, just because they're better. You look at Miami; I think Miami is going to be better. Jets, Patriots, well, not the Jets, but the Patriots and the Bills, I, I think are going to be good. Um, so yeah, a lot of a lot of tough opponents. What a jab. I know. <laughs> Sorry, Alex. I mean the, the Jets, they are who they are until they change. And I like Zach Wilson. I think he'll be okay. I like the coach they chose too. So right. it takes a little while. Yeah. They didn't get Tom Brady thrown in their lap. Uh, and then one more good point by G Vegas. JPP knows not to be on a Super Bowl high, and he is a vocal leader for that defense. Very damn true, and he's teaching Tryon, which is incredible. I still can't believe this dude is 32nd pick and on the Bucks roll. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. I mean, I feel like watching like our old uh, draft shows from this this year just to see how that all played out. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's ridiculous that he was available. Um, so... But with that said, guys, uh, I think we're going to wrap it up. Again, we appreciate all the comments and, and the questions. Again, thank you all for joining us and uh, just taking the time to uh, talk Bucks football. We love it. We know you love it. Uh, again, this was presented by Bucks Report, so shout out to them. Uh, but with that said, I think we're going to call it a night. Uh, probably next week's show, we might get more into the division talk. I think maybe that's something we can touch on. Um, obviously, we'll recap, um, you know, the last preseason game and the cuts that are probably going to be made. So, but with that said, everyone have a great night. Go Bucks. Go Bucks.